come on in and take a load off and listen to tales from the dusty west to adventures on the cold seas. This is the place to listen to all manner of characters, spin yarns of stories, exploits, and just ramble on. Welcome to the table at Black Hoof Saloon Ramble. Howdy, howdy, and welcome back to the Black Hoof Saloon. This is Eric here, and I am joined by my co-host, Brian. Plus, we have a special guest. We wrangled Stuart from War Cradle Studios to chat tonight about some of the cool things that they announced this past weekend at Adepticon 2019. So, we just finished up Adepticon, and War Cradle announced some new stuff this weekend. We have news of a Familiar Exodus World, a new world, the lost world, Exodus, in the dystopian age. Welcome, Stuart. Can you start by telling us a little bit about where Lost World Exodus came from or started? Kind of like how did it come out of Wild West Exodus? It was one of the, when we first established Wild West Exodus, when we kind of took on the license, um, at the moment that we knew there was a good chance of us obtaining the license uh, and the property for Dystopian Wars, I began to sort of sketch out in kind of very loose terms well, what that would mean. And uh, I kind of figured there would need to be three other games, well, actually four other games that would exist in the dystopian age, this dystopian age that we would create. This would be beyond... Um, beyond Wild West Exodus. So Wild West Exodus would be the first and um, and that, the real focus point for the dystopian age initially. And then once we'd um, proven that that was a, sort of a successful place and that there was an interest in, in exploring that world, there was then four follow-up um, places we were going to go. Um, the first of them was going to be, we were going to really kind of establish what happened outside of, um, the the confines of the Wild West. So that's where Dystopian Wars came in itself, because we can then cover the water and the air in a, in that kind of one to one thousand two hundred scale. So like one millimeter, what one, one and a half millimeters tall. So real kind of zoomed out stuff. Yeah. Um, and and that was just to kind of really establish the um, the aesthetics for these these eight great blocks, these these great powers, the 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 big eight that kind of clash against each other around the world, establish what they look like and start to kind of flesh out this, this, this greater setting. And it's to the benefit of Wild West Exodus. I mean, it really does. It shows how crucial Wild West Exodus is in that there's so many of the themes and the elements that were introduced in Wild West Exodus kind of echo and resonate across the planet into all these other nooks and crannies. So, you know, we always wanted to make sure that Exodus, Wild West Exodus was was a really important part of it. And and by creating these other games, and particularly when we get to um, the the third game, Lost World Exodus, um, it part of that was created through our love of Wild West Exodus because it would have weakened Wild West Exodus for us to have just started to shoehorn in 
you know, the crown and the Celestial Empire. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it just it, it would have made it less and less and less about the Wild West. And that we really don't. The Wild West is the hero of the game. So we would you know, we didn't want to damage that. And so the best way to do that and still flesh out the rest of the world was to do these other games. So, as I say, there was four. Yeah, you know, I, I sketched out four games that we would need to have in addition to uh, Wild West Exodus to really kind of um, round out the dystopian age. I mean, okay. yeah, you know, it's not a never say never. I'm sure there will be other sort of one shot things, board games, card games, whatever else we want to kind of drop in there. But I'm t- talking um, there are five in total um, real pillars that kind of really. Um, um, establish or they really have an important part of the dystopian age story to tell and uh, as I say the first is well was exodus then dystopian wars and um we always knew that lost world exodus was going to be one of those uh, it wasn't always called lost world exodus yeah i will hasten to add but um we, but the game that became lost world exodus was always was always on the cards as something that we were going to do um there were Hidden in plain sight is uh, one of my little favourite phrases. And um, Lost World Exodus has been hidden in plain sight for two years. Okay. Uh, it's in Lost World Exodus. The location is very, very clearly established in the Wild West Exodus rulebook. In the Enlightened section, it talks about uh, it talks well, about it quite clearly being a place of interest and unique to the dystopian age. Um, the last year's promo miniature, um, the Kano Gozen, was the emissary of the Blazing Sun. The emissary being someone that goes um, uh, ahead of, you know, on behalf of something that is coming, some 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 power beyond, which is what she represented. And then finally, our promo mini for this year, which is um, Yadzia was, uh, or Yadia, should I say? She is again. The, she's the first Lost World Exodus miniature, okay. but she's also the. She represents so many things. She represents so her her lance is cryo uh, cryo lance, which is cryo generators, one of the pieces of technology that's introduced in dystopian wars. Her name itself, so she's um, Polish, so she's the first Polish character. Uh, we wanted to do something Polish uh, for several reasons. One, obviously, the Winter Sar stuff is very cool, but also the Polish community for Wabos Exodus has been really good. So we wanted to make sure that we okay. acknowledged that they had a, uh, you know, that they had an important role. We felt in the community. Um, also, the character herself. Um, she's riding a tread bike, which is a piece of technology from the dystopian wars, dystopian legions. Um, so it's a classic bit of kit from previous editions of those games. So we wanted to make sure that we were acknowledging that we were going to, we're not going to lift stuff, but we will be inspired by, we will reimagine things that have been introduced previously Uh and make sure they have a home. So we'll be doing that. And finally the character herself. So, she is um, her great great grandfather. I'm not even going to pronounce her surname because I'll probably horribly <laughs> horribly mutilate it. There's a reason why she has that name. If you actually do a Google search, you will find that her great 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 grandfather was somebody historical, was somebody important in okay. America. Okay. In fact, he was a general during the American War of Independence. 
Okay. And that is where, so there is a connection to Wild West Exodus still, and we felt that was important. That's one of the things that I love that you guys at War Cradle Studios do, is that you, like talking to you this past weekend, is how everything is just kind of connected in some way, whether it's history or you have... Uh, you know, like a little bit of hints from the other games in your dystopian world, and it really uh, binds everything together. I think, and is is a great element in all the games. Yeah, the, the bike, Jazia's bike was was really, you know, reminiscent of how well you honor the material that you you guys are are adapting or uh, bringing into the game. It it looks like the old but it looks like you've made better choices not only in the uh, uh in just aesthetically but it also looks like those choices could also make it easier for you guys as as uh producers to then make modifications uh like with the weapons mounted in the new bike now that should be so much easier for you guys to to make modifications because the original the weapons were embedded, so you literally had to have a new sculpt to make any weapon options. With this version, you don't have to do that. It, it's no, we ready. Your plot, Brian. We don't have to do that. It's almost like <laughs> we can keep producing that body of that bike, put different riders on it, put different weapons on it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm an outsider. I I don't I'm not, I'm not in your 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 meeting rooms, but I saw that when I saw the saw the uh, the reveal i'm like not only does this bike just scream hey this is a dystopian legion so everyone who played dystopian legion saw it and was immediately excited because it looks like their bike i saw it and was like hey look what they could do with it so there's so um yes there will be more tread bike things uh, the tread bike is not going to be um, ubiquitous, so the the union are never going to get tread bikes. They don't use them. They don't need them. They have iron horses. So we, but we felt it was important that, that there's got to be more in the world technology wise. There's got to be more in the world, more personal transport in the world than basically interceptors and iron horses. So yeah, the tread bike is important, but because it's it's kind of it's a very, it's not low tech, but it's uh, it's certainly it's not high-tech like the iron horse you know and it's got a kind of a more rugged kind of feel so it naturally kind of sits and suits certain factions certain great powers that have that kind of more rugged sensibility so the commonwealth um very much fits with them and when it appears in another faction it will very much fit with them as well so yes um that's right uh, th- there's a couple of things on um yeah that we we made sure um and funny enough, I was having a chat with Neil, our studio illustrator, the other day because he's illustrating this uh, large uh, piece of art at the moment, which has got several um, winged hussars kind of racing across into the dystopian landscape. And there are so Yaji's back banner is unique to her. The others have back banners, which are also feathered because that's what you want, but they are different to her. So they there will be some, there will be more. But they will look slightly different to her. She is, you know, she's a she's an officer. She's a senior figure for them, so it's right that she has a a very specific look. Um, but then also the other reason for the back banners and things is because when you have other people on the tread bikes, if you don't give them the back banners, immediately 
they look different to yeah. the uh, to the wing uh, to the wing lancers and so that's uh, the hussars so that's that's something that we we felt was important and yes switching the weapons out from the outside is is another um, shorthand uh, tweak to the silhouette that we'll be we'll be able to make cool cool this all this stuff sounds cool i know people are getting excited for lost world and you know this the exclusive model um now talking to you a little bit about lost world and you mentioned how they kind of inter uh with wild west exodus so me and brian had some questions for you hopefully you couldn't answer them (laughs) so (laughs) brian you want to start off with a a question for Stuart here about a lost world Right, so uh, with the interconnectability between the uh, the two Exodus games, will we see models in Wild West Exodus get a Lost World Exodus card? And on the flip side, will we have Lost World Exodus models that would also get Wild West Exodus cards? You know, similar to like what we got with the new promo model, we we obviously have a new card, and it. It has a lot of the same things, and it looks like a Wild West Exit card. So will we see the reverse as the the new game comes out? So what you'll so Wild West Exodus and Lost World Exodus use the same cards. So there's your first bit. Okay. okay. So the, um, I mean, the, the cards themselves may undergo a, a slight stylistic tweak, but not by much. Okay. Um, but the, um, but yes, the, so because effectively what helps you the thing that you need because they use the same core rules as he use the same terms same um traits same um attributes same skills same everything so weapons qualities the the work so the the bit that is unique though is to build a, a lost world army or lost world force uh, a detachment um or to put something in a detachment. Detachments are led by commanders. Commanders can then have slots in their detachment cards, and they have theme detachments, and they have faction detachments. So all of these terms are going to be very familiar to Exodus players. Um, but what you'll need is you need to have commanders. You can't have bosses. You have to have commanders. So if your card says boss on it, you cannot lead a, a detachment. Okay. Similarly, if your card only says commander on it, you can only lead... Also, uh, you can't lead a posse. You can only lead a, um, a detachment. I am not saying that we won't include cards that have boss and commander. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe either that lead a follow-up. force in Exodus <laughs> or a force in Wild West Exodus. So, for example, um, it is not beyond reasonable that um, Grant will end up with commander and boss on his card. Okay. Because why wouldn't you send Odysseus Grant out to the Lost World to go and find some stuff? Yeah. He yeah. be he would it, it would be comfortably within his skill set to go and do that. Um but then there are factions that just don't exist in the Lost World. Um so Stonewall Jackson, even though Stonewall Jackson is a commander in the, in the strictest of senses, he won't ever have the commander trait because uh, there is no conceivable way that he, because there are no outlaw um, detachments. That's, yeah. not a, that's not a thing. Okay. And it is, and why would he travel literally halfway around the planet 
into the lost world. There is so narratively, there's no reason why he would be there. But for the Union and the Enlightened, so um, Gustav Eiffel, for example, absolutely could see Eiffel ending up with the commander or, or the commander uh, trait, and so on. And and so uh, really, specialists and troops again. So. Uh, you will have noticed. So, as I said, we've had this plan for a while. You will notice there are certain models that existed or exist in Wild West Exodus that have in first edition that have never come out in the second edition. We've never touched them. Mm. We will do, but we haven't done yet. Okay. So, people like Tumblety, people like um, the uh, the uh, uh, Tenshin Yushi, and people like the um, uh, the brothers. Oh, um, the enlightened twins. Uh, yeah, what's their names? Um, and I know because I've I've uh, just um, mapped out I've mapped <laughs> out their um, their box set. Uh, they are called, and also because there are three of them, there aren't two of them. Ah. Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, they are Imperium Enlightened. The brothers Kaufman. Okay, Kaufman, that's Schultz, right. Dieter, and Siegfried. Okay. Siegfried's new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, um, so they will be specialists, but they will also be faces. Okay, okay. Um, and they will have both of those, um, both of those uh, traits. Right. So, so I guess in, in, during the update for the cards that are currently yeah. now under feedback, Yes. Uh, we we may start seeing some of those. We'll, uh, we'll start to see those. Okay. Okay. And that kind of leads to in, one of my well, questions. In the same way that we started to sneak in some of the faction uh, traits in previous updates, okay. even though they were for factions that didn't exist, um, but there was no harm in that. Um, if we'd started to add think terms like commander and specialist and troop, people would be like, "What is going on? Yeah. These words, these <laughs> words don't mean anything. Why, why are you just adding things to cards?" <laughs> but now, along with one point oh nine, so we we have a list of cards that we know will have uh, cross compatibility. I mean, look, there are the thing is, you can just play from a net from an, a, a um, from a kind of a casual play or a tournament play, you can play Wabas Exodus and Lost World Exodus against each other, you know, detachments uh, against posses, that's fine. You know, no problem at all. Um, but what you what you can't do is, narratively, there's just no reason why... I mean, you can come up with some fun stuff, you know, you know in your local club or whatever, that's fine. But there is, realistically, there is no reason why wholesale, the factions between the two games would routinely be interacting with each other so yeah not really something that i say from a narrative point of view that we would really explore but we will be but individuals for sure so the kind of goes and absolutely is going to end up with um specialist on her card because right why wouldn't she yeah uh, and in the same way that yadja has face as well as specialist on her card because again that would be how you would do that um so yeah you'll um you'll see individuals be able to kind of switch between the two games because narratively it is entirely possible that they've they've ventured into the lost world or they've um they've explored the badlands the on the frontier you know some of some characters are really well traveled and have done both okay. uh, and that's right. something we want to do well good because i i think it makes sense that 
you dive into your current Wild West exit and actually do that, hey, is there a story here behind this character or this boss or this face where it makes sense that they would be venturing out or be called to do it? Kind of like the reason why Stonewall Jackson wouldn't go, but then why wouldn't the union look at a certain boss and go, hey, we should call on this guy. He'd be, he would be uniquely able to, to lead our expedition. You know, it just would make sense. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Stuart, so like you're, you're mentioning on the, the new terms and kind of uh, a character having both terms. I, one of my questions was uh, involving the adventure deck uh, working in both games. Like when you're trying to get the glory points is there going to be like maybe an update that kind of will address, you know, get glory point for destroying, uh, you know, a certain unit? Yeah. Will, will it combine both is, I guess, what I'm We have. At. Okay, so there will be an update to the FAQ um, and the errata, which will say that as far as the uh, adventure deck is concerned, references to bosses also refer to commanders, references okay. to fate specialists. But we already have a reprint of the cards on the way um and the next reprint it's not content wise it's no different but the next reprint will have those extra terms included in the deck okay okay see and i was thinking y'all were gonna have lost world have its own deck and like not be called guts and glory it'd be called something else because i know dystopian wars they have their own adventure deck and the terms are different they are, but they are. I mean, they are very different games, and the decks work slightly differently in dystopia. Right. Uh, no, no, it'd be guts and glory because it's adventures, it's exploration, expeditions, guts mm-hmm. and glory, no problem at all. Okay. There's just as much adventure to be found in the uh, heart of darkness that is the lost world as there is uh, in the um, you know brutal and unforgiving frontier. So um, yeah, no, <laughs> guts and glory all around. <laughs> Well, you know, I looked at the thesaurus, and you know, there are other other ways to say guts and glory with just different words. So I was, I was like brainstorming. I was like, hey, maybe, maybe this is a different deck. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got to save them. So right, similar that you can head to head. We've got more games to do. We've got to save. We've got to save those terms for those other games. <laughs> Keep your powder dry. We've got more to do. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brian. Fire off another one at Stewart. All right. Okay. So. I know after the the last few interviews you've had and the big reveals, um, so there's some the, the new terms that you've used are detachments, which is now the Lost World version of uh, army building is around detachments. The yeah. commanders are the leaders of those detachments. They use yeah. specialists, which are the heroes. Yes. And then troops are in place of, like, we have hands in Wild West Exodus. So yeah. what can you tell us about how those those have synergy in contrast to the synergy that we have with the Wallace Exodus possibly building. Easiest way to explain it, I guess, is that, so the differences in Lost World emphasize the strengths of those forces and factions and units in the Lost World in the sense that they're part of a military organization. So they're so structure, discipline, and um, reliability are kind of watchwords watch for things. Whereas Wild West Exodus is more um, 
slightly more eclectic, the kind of the mix of things that you can have in terms of weird and wonderful faces and so on. And it's also um, individual um, kind of, uh, uh, what would be the best way to describe it? Uh, Like individual or individuality, I suppose, because even hands are, they're not military organisation, union aside, they're not a military unit. They are effectively a bunch of individuals that are kind of hanging around together. And uh, they're able to do certain things in Wild West Exodus, which you might assume without giving too much away of Lost World games, uh, rules. But um, there are things that hands can do and act and so on that is slightly different to how uh, troops work. So they're not, it's not just a case of, oh, it's, it's the same thing, it's just got a different term. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they do work differently. Uh, yellow checks, for example, are troops don't take them um but they are uh, but troops are tasked whereas hands are not okay so um because troops will tend to um, combine fire on a particular target well they, they, they also have troops have the ability to combine their fire into a single uh, attack but that's a we'll we'll explain more about how that works another time <laughs> but yes uh, but yes you can group fire on a particular target with troops which is not something the hands can do but individually hands are able to yeah this hand can shoot at this guy this hand can go and shoot at that guy and so on troops don't do that troops um direct their fire against a particular target as a group okay so right yeah and specialist faces insofar as specialists is kind of similar in the way that they're heroes or they're not just necessarily heroes it could be drummer boys it could be communications guys it could be medics it could be all sorts of they are specialists they're just they are individuals but unlike faces whereas faces will hang around with uh hands units like nearby um but they are separate uh, specialists can actually um they, they merge with the troop unit, or they can merge with the troop unit. They can be attached to the troop unit and affect the troop unit by being attached to it, which okay. is something that uh, faces cannot do directly. Okay, interesting. So they can kind of give them some kind of benefit based on whoever the specialist is. Yeah, they have, they have an attachment bonus, basically, okay. they get, uh, which benefits the troop unit that they are attached to and only the troop unit that they are attached to. I mean, for medics, it's probably a fairly obvious thing. Yeah. Um, so th- there's not the, the aura, the kind of the, uh, the aura buff um, that some faces provide uh, in Wild West Exodus is not something that they do in Lost World. Lost World, you attach in order to provide that benefit. Right. So, yeah, it's like um, one of the things you had, uh, when you were discussing this topic that I listened to, one of the neat things is the way Wallace Exes works is around like the cult of personality. Yes. Uh, you know, and so your hands benefit from the cult of personality of the bosses through largesse and the yes. use of fortune. And then you had mentioned that in Lost World, there, there, there is no fortune because they're getting their synergy off of the the mechanics of being a structured military. And so they interact in a different way because yeah. there is, a, you know, that's why that, uh, I guess hands need a yeller check is because the only reason they're there and their only reason they're being affected is because they think their boss is really great. <laughs> yeah. And that only goes so far. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's, that's exactly it. And the, um, so 
uh, bosses in Exodus have fortune and largesse. Uh, so the fortune is a mechanic in Lost World Exodus, but it's much less common than in uh, um, than in World West Exodus. And commanders do not command through fortune. That is not that is not something that they do. Uh, right. Commanders have a uh, an ability called command. And command works in a it's a it's a it's an attribute or it's a, it has a value rather than it's not a it's not spent it, it it's a it's a an attribute that you make a command uh, a command check with the what command lets you do is command lets you do some of the things that fortune lets you do nowhere near as many of the things that fortune lets you do so fortune is a much more uh, powerful ability but fortune is finite because obviously you spend fortune um, you cannot spend command. You can you just make a command check in order to be able to do something. And if you pass that command check, then it's happened. If you fail the command check, then it doesn't happen. But uh, failing or passing command checks has no influence on the next time that you take a command check. It's a it's a repeatable ability, as it okay. were. Can it be rerolled? <laughs> can a command check be rerolled? Uh, it could be rerolled if you had fortune. Or if you had, uh, or if you had some ability that enabled command checks to be re-rolled. For example, if you had a, a drummer boy, or a depending on the faction, if you had a, uh, there are some specialists that enable command checks to be re-rolled. Okay, so you know but it's that. not. It, but it's not common. To be fair. Okay. Right. Just so, figured that would be a common question. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> in the, the re-roll game. <laughs> All right, so let's see, Brian. We got the the creatures. So we got NPC creatures uh, in Lost World, and we were curious how exactly they would work. It, it, you know, it's an element that not one player has control of, but it's the game itself that has control of that. And we were curious if they're it was you could reveal how that works, maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to go. Into, I'm not going to go into all the details on how that operates. But okay. all I will say is, is that players of Wild West Exodus already have a hint as to how those things work because you have the Badlands expansion, ah. Wild West Exodus. So it basically it's going to be a a mechanic that we're familiar with in a way. Of course, right? Well, it needs to be because. Wild West Exodus and Lost World Exodus are um, sisters. They, um, you know, they're not um, they're not kind of distant cousins. They are very closely related. The rules and concepts, even though they may be presented in a different way, they might, they might be expressed slightly differently. The, the rule book is laid out very differently, um, but the the underlying mechanics and how it works are very intuitive in the same way that Exodus is. And if you can play Wild West Exodus, you could play Lost World Exodus probably without reading the rule book. You'd, you'd hmm. need the you'd need the cheat sheet or whatever, but you you wouldn't necessarily need to read the rule book in order to know how to play the game. Okay. You just need a, a fresher on the uh detachment building. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. So so back on on that side note uh, I'll get back to the creatures in a second, but the <laughs> the detachment. So, will we see a detachment card 
to aid in detachment building, similar to we have in the uh, Wild Sexes yeah. with the Posse cards. Yes. Okay. And so, like any of the the Wallace Exodus models that get Commander, they will have their own, or a, will have a rule that says you use so and so's detachment card. Yeah, well, so there will be faction detachment cards. So Fact. if they have if they have a boss that has the commander rule, one, one would assume that he is of a faction. Let's be honest; it'll only be the Enlightened and the Union. Um, they will have a faction card already, so they'll know what card to use. <laughs> and so you said only Enlightened and Union, but yeah. there is a faction in Wildest Exodus that is expressly very closely tied with the Union, and it would it not make sense that maybe some of that faction be sent to the Lost World, especially there's a certain posse in that faction that is... Their whole function is to investigate <laughs> the weirdness of the world. That maybe should be the only exception. Or, oh boy, uh, here here we go. <laughs> so the law, the rule of law, is largely irrelevant in the lost world. Um, who are you? Who who are you trying to? Who are you trying to maintain law with? Um, yeah, I I get what you're saying, Brian. I, at the moment, I can't see. So, for example, I can see Jed. Um, Jedrick Powell, for example, I could see in his backstory that perhaps he might have been there, um, or maybe not been there, but or but certainly he may have a previous union career or something like that, maybe. But I, I can't, I, I can't see, I can't see the, calling them to, to yeah. And there's and we've got so much great stuff to do with the lawmen coming up. I think. They're going to have their hands pretty full with what's coming down the line for Wild West Exodus. Because don't forget, Lost World Exodus is super cool. There's loads of stuff coming out for Lost World. But Wild West Exodus is about to go into its biggest year yet. Yeah. And, um, so that's, that's, that's that question's in the next segment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, we'll wrap up our, our little bit of questions we had with Lost World. Because you guys got a lot of stuff that you're going to be sprinkling out over the next year uh, do you guys got like kind of a, a a target date when you guys are gonna maybe be releasing it? I know you guys have stated that you wanted to get Dystopian Wars yep. out to all of us, and then you know you can concentrate on that one. Uh, end oh, of the year, we'll, maybe? No, no, we'll, we'll be sorry. No, that's not quite right. We'll be we're developing Lost World Exodus already now. It's okay, already okay. in development. Um, yeah, it's not case we don't. We don't work on things um, uh, serially. We don't do so. We're going to do everything on dystopian wars. Then, when that's finished, then we'll make a start on. Lock. You can't, otherwise, it'll take yeah. the game yeah. a two-year development cycle. Then you release a game every two years, and that's that's no good. So we have we have lots of things happening in parallel. We've got about six, seven games in development at the moment. Um, only three of them are in the dystopian age, but um, we've got. Lots of things being worked on in the studio by different teams, different people. But um, in terms of release schedule, though, yeah, absolutely. We're only we're going to release the dystopian uh, dystopian wars once that's released. Once that's had its moment of being the new cool game, um, then uh, we will then announce a release date for Lost World Exodus. So, okay. uh, you could imagine none of this is hard. Enough. But you know, as a kind of a general terms, if you had kind of late autumn, 
dystopian wars around that kind of time, okay, then you could imagine that a kind of a Christmas time you might see uh, November, December time you might see uh, uh, Lost World. Uh, certainly, the aim is dystopian wars sometime after the summer, and then Lost World in the winter. Okay, okay, so fairly soon. I mean, that that's yeah. fairly soon for everybody. All right, uh, I think that about does it, Stuart. I think we can let you go unless you had uh, anything else, Brian. Did you have anything else to ask Stuart while we got him on the line? No, I mean, we, he covered everything. Uh, <laughs> you know, I can just come up with more questions, but uh, I don't want to <laughs> keep no. him too long. Yeah, I mean, you had a long weekend, Stuart, so we wanted to try and keep this, keep this short. Yeah. And it, it was it was a very good weekend, I think, overall. And uh, But uh, we wanted to thank you for jumping on since you were over on this side of the world with us. And we you know, figure it's a good opportunity to get you on in kind of our, our our time zone, you know, as, as somebody's not. <laughs> and uh, and we appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit about, uh, the, you know, your big announcement at uh, Adepticon with Lost World. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's no problem at all. Um, it's, it makes, it makes us doing what we do uh, easier. Or we can do things more confidently knowing that it's obviously striking a chord with, with people that hobbyists have got an interest in what we're doing and it's it's gratifying because there's no there's no reason why we should expect that kind of stuff but yeah obviously it, there is something about it that, that appeals and not only that you know particularly for people that have been with well was exodus for many years pr- you know prior to us taking over it obviously we've taken things in a different direction but it's still it's still obviously something that that's speaking to people and that they're, yeah, they're it excites fighting. them you know yeah I, I saw a lot of excitement this weekend yeah that's that's gratifying as well all right we will go ahead and get out of here Stuart, and uh, let you go and get ready to make your trip back to uh the uk tomorrow and like i said we appreciate you being on and thanks again no, no trouble. Pleasure, pleasure as always, chaps. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll no doubt speak to you again in the future. Okay, we will talk to you later, Stuart. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Hey, y'all, this is Eric in the Black Hoof Saloon editing parlor. I just wanted to give you guys a little side note that uh, in our talk here with Stuart uh, just after Adepticon about Lost World Exodus. Me and Brian both got into Wild West Exodus a little bit with Stuart, and we decided to edit the Wild West Exodus stuff out of the this little segment that we're going to post up in the rambling part of our show and save it for the main show. So if you guys want to catch those questions with Stuart, you can find those in our Next episode that's coming out for the Black Cliffs Loon Wild West Exodus podcast, and that's going to be episode 12. Uh, later this month is when we're going to drop that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little sit-down talk we had with Stuart just after their big announcement at Adepticon of Lost World Exodus. And as always, feel free to send us an email at our Gmail account and... Feel free to look us up on Twitter and Instagram and even on YouTube. 
So this is Eric for both Tom and Brian saying, take it easy. Thanks for warming a seat at our table and listening to the chit-chat on Black Hoof Saloon Ramblin'. Feel free to get a hold of us with comments or questions on the interwebs and shoot us a telegraph at blackhoofsaloon at gmail.com or find us on the Facebook at Black Hoof WWX Podcast. Music provided for use by Ross Bugden and can be found at one of his YouTube channels, Ross Bugden Music or Ross Bugden Composer. Until next time, y'all. Ramble on.